Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Mortgage Professional Podcast. This is the podcast where we interview successful mortgage professionals to learn about their journey, the obstacles they've overcome, and how you can model their approach to build your mortgage practice. My name is Andrew Alex. Scott, my host, my leader, my captain. <laughs> hey, buddy. Good. How are you? I'm great. Good to see you. Good to see you. As always. It is fun. I love how happy you are today. Well, I'm in a great mood today. And the reason why is because I really enjoyed your interview with Mark Fisher. He is a mortgage banker of United Northern, Bronx, New York, specializing in purchase businesses, and over 50% are FHA loans. Works with a wide range of clients, including first-time home buyers and multifamily. Um, Scott, why don't you tell us a little bit about what are going to be some of the takeaways that our audience can expect from your interview with Mark? So you're going to learn how Mark adds value to realtors and uh, stays in constant communication with his database past clients. He's been collecting emails and their information since he started so he can communicate with them. And then lastly, you're also going to learn about some of the things and pitfalls that he avoids to make sure that he's very efficient with his time uh, during the day. So he's, you know, as we always talk about money making activities, he's productive during the day. So stay tuned. You're going to learn a lot from Mark. He's great. He's to the point. Um, and it's very uh, it's it's a good interview. Excellent. Well, let's find out exactly what those tricks of the trade are. And we'll check back in with all of you after the interview. Mark, uh, thank you so much for, for being on. It's a pleasure to be here, Scott. Awesome. So why don't, why don't we start out? Tell me, you know, tell me your background a little bit, man. Like, you know, and, and, and I love, I love asking this question because it's, it seems like every mortgage professional is like, well, I didn't plan on getting into, in the, in the mortgage, <laughs> but I ended up here, but like, you know, give me your, give me your story. I want to hear like how you got to where you are today and, and what your background is and, and how you're able to be one of the you know more successful uh, you know mortgage loan originators, loan officers, whatever you want to call it, uh, out there. Sure, sure. And it's actually funny that you that you mentioned that uh, about most mortgage professionals not you know really getting to the business on purpose because that's the same thing that I hear all the time. And you know most people don't go to college and, or go to high school or whatnot and decide I want to be a mortgage banker when they grow up. Uh, something most people kind of just fall into one way or another. But uh, it's basically the same thing for myself. Um, I graduated from uh, Fordham University with my my business degree. Um, didn't really know exactly what direction I was going to go to upon graduation. Um, I was doing some property management business for a bit after that, but realized that I couldn't really take advantage of my potential uh, in that line of work. Um, so I was really looking for something where I could do that. Um, so I was actually uh, applying to law schools, got into a few law schools. I was actually two weeks away from from uh, going to Florida um, to, to start law school, and then I realized that my, my heart wasn't really into it. Um, so I actually got into the mortgage business uh, by accident. Um, a friend of mine was uh, he gave me a call, asked me what I was doing. I was in the coffee shop uh, trying to figure out a few things as far as where my life was going. And um, I was like, hey, like my, my friend posted something on Facebook. Um, you know, his company's hiring. He, he's, you know, he does mortgages. He does really well. At that time, uh, he, his friend was about 24 years old and he was making over 350 a year. Uh, he's doing very well. Um, so someone that I, uh, I met and 
I really, you know, liked his line of work and the way he was able to, you know, be young and successful and really, you know, take life by the horns. So I uh, started shadowing him and decided this was the business that was meant, you know, meant for me. So, so as you get into it, you know, because you know our audience, Mark, is is probably a lot of newer loan officers, um, you know, people that are trying to grow their businesses in the right way, right? So, tell me a little bit about like what you learned, you know, from the beginning uh, that you need to be focusing on as far as to build your business to make sure that you're you're working the right business and that you're you're gonna you know be successful essentially. Sure. Um, I mean, I think the number one thing is like you have to be willing to work hard, especially initially. Um, you can't expect, you know, to get into this business and, you know, have a nine to five job because especially getting started, it, it's just not going to happen. You have to be willing to, you know, work evenings, work weekends and do whatever it takes to get your name out there, especially if you're you are a longer, a younger originator like I was. I think I was 22, uh, maybe just turning 23 years old at the time. So, you know, you're dealing with someone's, um, you know, the biggest purchase of their life. Um, and, you know, me being 22, 23 years old, I had to gain their trust. Um, so I basically, you know, was trying to find any way I could to build relationships with realtors because I knew that that's the way that I was going to grow my business. So, you know, I went the old school way of going office to office and, and making connections. But um, I found a better way of doing it was to was to find ways that you could connect with a realtor and create some type of relationship with them so that when you went to the office, you you kind of knew someone in the office that you could you know, mention their name or create some type of a warm connection with because no one likes to have a, you know, regular just cold calls, just walking into an office, not knowing anyone, not having any reason to be there. But, um, you know, what I used to do is I used to go on, on Craigslist and post, post ads like for sale by owners or, or different things to attract, uh, attract leads. Um, so I used to get a lot, a lot of garbage, but at that point in time, I, all I had was time. So it didn't really matter to me. So if I can get some good, you know, pre-approved clients and whatnot, you know, it was something I could use as leverage to build relationships with realtors. And that's what I did. So I went to, you know, I called up, uh, you know, some, some top realtors in the area and I basically introduced myself and said that I was looking to partner up with, with some good uh, buyer's agents in, in the area. And I was asking if they were looking, you know, to create a you know, relationship where we could exchange business. Um, and you have to put it in that direction because no one just wants someone to take from you. You want it to be a two way street. So, you know, designing it in that way uh, made people more receptive to to speaking with me. Tell me about how you know from there. You know, you're so you're building these relationships with these realtors. You know, how do you how do you add the value to them and help them? You know, grow their business essentially because that's what they're looking to do. So that you know, it is a reciprocal relationship in that you um, start to really build the trust and build rapport and, and start to get. Uh, you know, business inevitably at the end of the day from them. Sure. Um, I mean, one of the things I did, I was, I was, I always wanted to be relatable to people. So, you know, they're out on the street, they're working hard, they're doing open houses, they're, you know, doing what it takes to try and, and, and get business. And I wanted to be someone where they can relate to and, and, and could say, wow, this guy is here with me. He's working hard with me. You know, he earned my business. Um, so that's kind of what I did. I, you know, did every open house I could, 
you know, I would try and do, you know, four, five, six open houses a weekend. Um, I would create flyers for them. I would bring, you know, little goodies or whatnot. And, you know, that was a, a point in time where they were stuck in that open house. They weren't going anywhere for one, two, three hours. And it's a great opportunity for you to build some type of rapport with them. So I took that as, an, as a starting point, and then from there I was able to go into their office, and I had a point of contact, and then they would introduce me to other agents, and then automatically they want to, you know, tell you how how great I am, um, just because you know uh, I created a relationship with them and I was friendly, and you know we we created some type of friendship. Um, so I did that, and um, I also focused heavily on my database. Um, that's one thing starting out. Um, that's one of the keys to to starting in the mortgage business or as as a realtor, in fact, and that if you can't track your referral partners, your clients, your past clients, um, you're you're really missing out on opportunities there. So tell me, tell me a little bit more about your, your, your database and how you worked it, because um, I mean, that's the, where the majority of your business is coming from. So tell me like what, what, what strategies do you marketing? What, what things do you implement? Um, <clears throat> that that work for you? Um, I mean, I've done a lot of different things. I'm always open to trying new things to, you know, see what work, what what doesn't work. Um, at one point in time, I used to do an email blast out to realtors. Whenever I closed a deal, I would send a picture of the property that was um, that was just sold uh, from the appraisal report, the address, the price, and the type of financing. Um, that would serve two purposes. It would one serve as a new comp that most realtors didn't have available because they didn't hit that MLS for, you know, two three weeks whatever it would it would be. So that'd be a good comp for them to take advantage of. Uh, and two, it would just let people know that I'm active, I'm a force to be reckoned with, um, and that I'm, you know, I'm closing deals. And that's what people want to do. They want to work with successful individuals. That, you know, they don't want to give business to someone who's really just starting out or someone who they don't really, you know, doesn't really close a good amount of business. So I took advantage of that and I always would use the mentality as act as if. Um act as if I was the busiest loan originator out there. Act as if, you know, I was number one, um, even when I wasn't number one or I didn't have a ton of business. because um, it's all perception at the end of the day. So at that point in time I acted the same way I act now, even though I didn't have you know, as much business as I do now. Uh, now I close over in 125 transactions a year. Back then, when I my first year, I think I closed maybe 18 to 20 or something like that. Right. So, so tell me, you know, now that you're 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 closing more business, like what are you doing now to you know to to stay in touch and to to work your database and to communicate with it and build relationships. So, as far as my database is concerned, I get segmented into you know, so many different ways. I could segment the realtors, the attorneys, you know, all my different contacts. Um, so whenever I meet a realtor or, or come in contact with someone new, I automatically add them to my database, even if it isn't a warm relationship, because I've gotten business from realtors I don't even personally know just because I'm in their face. Um, every week I do a market update. I send an email blast out to all my realtor contacts, all my attorneys and whatnot, let them know what, what went on in the markets that week. And just keeps them up to date, um, so it gives them some valuable information, but it also keeps my name in front of their face. I do that um, whenever I pre-approve a client, I put them on a six-month drip campaign. Um, so, 
instead of the person just possibly forgetting about me and being introduced to another mortgage professional, uh, they're constantly getting emails, which have surveys, which have important information about the process, which, you know, I'm constantly in their face. So even if they're not staying with the same realtor, um, most of the time they still stay with me. Got it. Yeah. So really staying in front of them, trying to add value, build rapport, be visible over the long term, um, you know, nurturing those people, right? You're not only realtors, but potential uh, buyers, right? Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Um, so, you know, as you've built your business and gotten to this point, talk to me a little bit about maybe maybe obstacles that you ran into that you can maybe help prevent some of these people that are listening uh, avoid as they try to build their business? Um, I mean, I think that you, you definitely learn uh, where you could eliminate uh, time-wasting activities because th- there's things that you're going to do where you're just going to burn yourself out at the end of the day. Where I used to meet with a ton of people when I first started out, but there would be a good portion of those people where they wouldn't qualify for a mortgage or the realtor would constantly be stalking you and, and be providing you with, you know, unqualified clients. So you really f- realize how to, you know, focus your time and not, not, you know, waste time with those people that are just going to, and, you know, waste your time at the end of the day and not really help you to get to your goal. Um, cause I, I don't want to meet with any, everyone. I want to meet with good qualified clients who I'm able to help, um, reach the goal of home ownership or at least, you know, get them to a point where next year or two they can get there. Um, but some realtors, you know, for some reason they just give you referrals that, you know, they don't have a dime in the bank, you know, they don't know what credit is and some of them don't even have a job. Um, so those were a few people that I used to deal with when I first started out and I, I realized how to, you know, stay away from those people and focus on the people that, that did, you know, value my time and value, value their own time at the end of the day. Um, and I enjoy the business a lot more now. Yeah. So tell me, um, so how do you, you know, if you, if you think about it from the standpoint of, you know, live and learn, but how do you qualify them now? If you're introduced to someone maybe that you, you didn't know, or you're not really sure, you know, what, what are you doing to make sure that you are being efficient with your time and that, you know, you're, you're working with the right people and spending, you know, your time with the right people and adding value to the right people. I mean, when I get a referral, I always ask some pre-qualifying questions now before I just run into scheduling an appointment right away. Um, so that's one strategy I, I use to, you know, um, not waste an hour of my time meeting with someone who, you know, doesn't have any money in the bank or doesn't have a job or, you know, just isn't at that point where they should really be looking to purchase a home right away. Um, and then I, I try and, you know, remember where I'm getting my referrals from and, and who's good and who's bad and where they're coming from. Um, cause you'll realize that some people are known, some realtors are known for giving you good quality referrals and some are just known for giving you people that, you know, you call and they never answer or, um, you know, most of them don't qualify or they don't even know, you know, who the person was that, were, that referred them to you. Um, so I, I think that's really, really key is to, um, you know, mentally take note of, of where your, your business is coming from and, and where you should really focus your time and, and where you should not focus your time. Awesome. So, um, I guess my, you know, Mark, my last question for you would be, 
you know, if someone's, like I said, if, if someone's looking to really make sure that they're, you know, implementing the right marketing and learning the right things, you know, what, what would you suggest, where would you suggest they go? What, what type of information would they seek out? Um, whether it's, you know, coaching, mentorship, or just simply like marketing techniques or software, things like that. Well, I have a few pointers when it comes to that. Uh, cause that, that's where I think I really excelled. Um, when I went to, to, Fordham University um, for college, I, uh, I focused on entrepreneurship and marketing. Um, so I think I got some, some good background in that area. But at the end of the day, we do mortgages, but really, we really do marketing. Um, because you could be the best mortgage professional out there. But if you're not getting clients, you don't know how to get clients, you don't know how to get referral partners, it doesn't do, do you any good. At the end of the day, we're marketing professionals who happen to do mortgages. That's the way I look at it. So um, I think that, you know, number one, uh, as a foundation, you should have good, you know, product knowledge and, and whatnot. So you should always be staying up to date with guidelines and what's going on, um, you know, in the business in general and anything new that's coming out um, as a talking piece to clients, is, to referral partners and whatnot. Um, I personally always read publications like the Scotsman Guide, Mortgage Professional America, um, you know, National Mortgage Professional Daily. Um, so those are all things that you should do just to stay up to date. Um, and I realized myself that, you know, through doing that, I'm actually more knowledgeable than a good amount of underwriters are. Um, and that really could help you, you know, later on. If you have a tough file, um, you can really stand out by making it work by, you know, instead of just letting it die. Um, I also focused on, you know, being creative with, with my marketing strategies. So, you know, look and see what the top mortgage bankers are doing in your area or, you know, in the country in general. So when I look at the Scotsman Guide, they have the top 200, top 300 mortgage professionals um, that come out every April, I believe it is. You know, I look them up, I read their, their background, and I see what they're doing that's different, and I try to adopt some of those strategies. Um, so, like, one of the things that, that that's new that I'm trying to do is, um, you know, market to for sale by owners. Because um, they're people that um, you could create a relationship with. There's no, uh, it's not like they're talking to a realtor where the realtors, you know, they, they have to give something, they have to give a, a commission or whatnot. Um, our service is free. We can help screen their buyers and make their lives e easier and save them save them time throughout the transaction. Um, and then we'll be the first ones to know um, if things aren't going well, selling their own home, we could recommend them to a realtor um, to sell it for them. And that, you know, giving a, a realtor a listing, there's nothing, nothing compared to that. Right. That's a great way to, uh, to really uh, build a great relationship with a realtor for sure. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, um, I, I think you really want to focus on every aspect of the transaction and just take it to your advantage. So you have a transaction, you know, you have multiple people involved. You have your buyer, you have their realtor, you have the listing agent, you have the seller, you have both attorneys. So you really, really have to leverage that. And most people don't. So, you know, I have as part of my CRM, um, there's a, an update that goes out through every step of the process to both the buyer and both agents on the transaction. So I've won new relationships just by keeping them up to date because nobody does that, um, especially the listing agent. They're like in the dark throughout the whole process. So, you know, just doing simple things like that um, helps you to stand out, helps you to be remembered and gives you an excuse to follow up with them later on. 
Awesome. Well, Mark, uh, any any final uh, final words uh, of advice or or suggestions for for those that um, you know really want to make sure that they're building their business in the right way? Um, I mean, I think you just have to remember to to stand out. Uh, you, if you want to be number one, you have to follow those mortgage originators that are you know, number one, you know, you don't want to follow the people that are just mediocre because that's, you know, that's the highest level you'll be able to get to. So, you know, find out who's number one in your, your organization, talk to them, get some ideas from them. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of things that other people are doing that you're probably not doing that, that could be a benefit to you. So I would network with other in- individuals um, and don't be scared about, you know, sharing ideas because most people, you know, have great ideas. They're f- afraid to share them with other people because they think they're going to steal them. But at the end of the day, most people don't implement. Um, so it really doesn't matter anyway. Um, so you have to be a person that also implements things. You could have a ton of great ideas, but if you never take advantage of them and never start anything, then you're never going to get to a point where you want to be. So if you have a great idea, you have to implement it right away. Um, that's that's one of the the hugest things I can recommend to someone um, starting out is, you know, find a few great ideas and then start working on them right away. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Scott, what a what a great interview. I mean, I really enjoyed Mark's very pragmatic approach to building relationships with the people that he's getting business from, right? Uh, you know, his focus on creating those relationships by offering value to his referral partners, to the realtors in his in his network. I mean, just the fact that he would market to Fizbo's so that he could, you know, do business with them. But if they were having trouble selling their home, he had somebody ready to list with one of his, uh, you know, one of his trusted realtors. I, I thought it was great and a great way to add value. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was great uh, part of the interview. I love that strategy too. And then also the fact that he just stays in touch with his database um, you know, obviously that's so important, not only your database of past clients, but your database of referral partners or realtors that you're trying to get in front of. And, uh, obviously here at viral marketing, that's something that we help a lot of mortgage professionals do is staying in touch with their past clients. Um, and also getting in front of realtor partners that they want to be working with, you know, leveraging video to, uh, get appointments with top realtors in your market. That's key. So if you're interested in learning more about how we help mortgage professionals do that, uh, people should reach out to, to me, Scott, at getviral, G-E-T-V-Y-R-A-L.com, or you can check us out at www.getviralvyrel.com. Excellent. Well, with that, we are going to sign off for the podcast. Thank you very much, Scott. Thank you, Andrew. Great seeing you, buddy. I want to spend a spe- uh, spend send a special thank you out to Mark Fisher for his time. And most of all, I want to thank all of you out there for listening to the podcast. My name is Andrew Alex, and we'll see all of you next week on the Entrepreneurial Mortgage Professional Podcast. Take care.